You want unsanctioned? They want unsanctioned, huh? I'm unsanctionable. You want unsanctioned? I'm unsanctionable, I'm out of control. You think I'm out of control? You ain't seen nothing yet. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Back again, really dope, gifted, great YDG Unsanctioned podcast. Yeah, they let us do this for another week. Who lets us? You're right, we're unsanctioned. We're unsanctioned. Do what we want, unsanctioned pal. Want the John Moxley, pal. It's good shit, pal. <laughs> so you. Uh, <laughs> I wish we had a goddamn show. <laughs> oh, man. YDG Unsanctioned Podcast, man. Make sure you follow us on social medias at the YDG Network and at... Oh, I didn't even tell you this. See, this is really unprepared. At YDG Unsanctioned. I made a Instagram specifically for this podcast. Okay. So YDG to Unsanctioned. coincide with the YDG Network We're Instagram. We're going to get all this network talk. We're going to get all this network stuff sorted out and content's going to be rolling and we're going to not talk about it here on the podcast. I don't want to bore you guys with semantics and all this industry gonna, lingo. We're going to stop gassing it on the podcast. <laughs> and when it happens, it happens. Because they probably checking like, y'all ain't. <laughs> nah, nah, check. I'm going to start posting on the other one. That's why... I- I don't need to go into that, but that's why I made another one. Right. But um, yeah, we're here at Willie Dope. You can follow me on your socials at Gift the Great. You can follow me on all your socials. Checking with the music, checking with the content, checking with all that, and, all that. And of course, you know, check out the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. But if you're listening to it, then you must know that already. Mm-hmm. We got a nice little footprint out here in these streets. Yeah, man. Doing a little something. Doing a little something. Let's talk about some wrestling. I don't even know where you want to start. This has been a long so, week. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lot of wrestling. Uh, that R R R V D promo from um, Impact last year. He's like, "Yo, it's it's like six shows now, <laughs> like, like six days a week." <laughs> <laughs> Even R V D is lost. R V D is over. R V D is in that little jacuzzi back there in that little grotto. I mean, if I was with Katie Forbes, I'd be the same way. I'd be the same. Did way. you see the pic with him, Katie Forbes, like and like three other girls? That look like Katie Forbes. Yeah, and they're like all seem like they're like all his girlfriends. They're like all different flavors of like Katie Forbes. I'm like, yo, RVD is living the life. Yo, that's my spirit animal, man. Damn. Shout out to RVD, Rob Van Dam, whole fucking show, man. Um, let's start off with AEW Dynamite last week. You know, big show. It was the uh, finals of the tag tournament. Right. He had the contract signing with uh, Cody and um, Jericho. They, they, they ran a nice little angle with that. I was entertained by that. And a couple of good matches on there, too. It was the uh, Halloween episode. Yeah, some people dressed up in costumes and stuff like that. Some stuff I'm sure you got. Some stuff I'm sure you didn't get. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. I didn't get the Kenny Omega <laughs> stuff. I definitely dug the Rick and Morty stuff. Even though I heard people were like, what is this? Why is a ring post like green and all this other stuff? But I get a kick out of Rick and Morty. It, I feel it, like a lot of people do. It sucks. Not not but, not that it sucks, but it's like, on one hand, I, me watching it, I'm like, oh man, some people are gonna be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what is going on? And then on the other hand, I'm like, it's harmless. It's one of those things to me that like, if you get it, cool. If you don't get it, it's not really hurting right. the show. And then like my thing is to the AEW roster, they have such like a, a diverse array of characters, right? Where it's like you have these comedy wrestlers that can sort of do this sort of thing, right? It's not like they put Jericho out there dressed up as fucking 
uh, Rick and had Sammy Guevara dressed up as Morty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you had the best friends do it. And um, who would make sense to or- do it? And Orange Cassidy, who, you know. And then, of course, you know, if anybody's familiar with Kenny Omega at all, Kenny Omega came out dressed, and I had to explain this to Giff. Yeah, because Kenny Omega came out dressed as Sans from Undertale, which is a video game. And if you follow Kenny, it's not even the first time that he's done the entrance about like like influenced by that game. Right. So it's like, and, and Kenny, like not for nothing, Kenny, like whenever he wrestles around Halloween, he dresses up in a costume. Yeah. And I was anyway, gonna, and I was gonna say that definitely, I I wasn't offended by it by yeah. any means. Like that's Kenny Omega's character. I feel like people maybe offended is strong, but like I just felt like a lot of people who may not be familiar were looking like what is happening. I right didn't, now. especially with like the little entrance video, yeah, like ahead of time. I didn't get the reference, but I actually did like the entrance video. Yeah, like I didn't yeah. get the full reference, but I got like the little subliminal that were being thrown which was really fucking cool like even if you don't know the game you picked up on the uh the new japan logo yeah. um ibushi yeah. with the um with the, the um the, G1, the g1 trophy the G1 and everything trophy. so me like i played the game i'm familiar with the game so as soon as i seen that i'm in the room marking out like right. oh shit undertale you know what i mean but i thought i thought it was cool but um anyway like moving on with the show you know um I want to run through the whole show. We try not to do that. We'll be here with y'all for two hours if we did that with every show. But the big things from the show, big takeaways, you had the um, contract signing with um, Cody and Jericho. And they kind of played out this story throughout the show. With um, At the beginning of the show, they showed uh, Tony Schiavone. 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 <laughs> Schiavone. Um, Tony meeting um, Cody at the airport and them getting in the limo riding together and they were kind of doing like a little interview on the ride there right. to the show. A little different. You know, I liked it and everything like that. and Gave a little realism. Made it feel genuine and from the heart. It wasn't mm-hmm. like canned and like scripted. It didn't give off that vibe. I enjoyed that. And um, just when they got there, you know, so it's like a thing in wrestling. It's a trope. Yeah, a trope. There you go. Where like any contract signing, any wedding, any with a table, anything like that, somebody's going through the table. Or there's gonna be some type of brawl or something. Something's type of... gonna happen. So of course, knowing this, which I really liked how they played this off, nothing happened. Right. They signed the contract. They they shook hands after, and you could tell Cody was like waiting for Jericho to do something. Mm-hmm. Jericho's like, "Oh, no, no, no!" And Jericho Jericho made it a point to say, "You know, this is an important match. Da 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 da. I'm not mm-hmm. going to come out here with any shenanigans or whatever." The Came case. out by himself. Nobody right. from the inner circle right, with right. him. I like that AEW does that. I like that AEW without necessarily taking a dig. Because I mean, some people take it as a dig to like the other companies in WWE. But it's like, no, it's like we've seen so many things in wrestling in general. Things get repeated over and over and over again. Like you said, with the contract signing, somebody's going to go through a table. Somebody's going to brawl. There's going to be a pull apart. It's going to be something ridiculous and over the top, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I like that they sort of wink and nod and say, look, we don't got to do that right now. Like, we know y'all are expecting this to happen. Right. It's and not going to happen. Kind of like Cody the other week when he was, you know, Jericho was up there in the crowd and was like, yo, there's really no invisible wall here. I could come out here. Yeah, yeah. I could come out there and, you know, and see you. You know what I'm saying? So I like that they played it off like that. And then, you know, you're thinking everything is good. You're thinking everything is like, okay, you know, nothing's going to happen. And then lo and behold, what Jericho tells him, like, oh, no, I'm not going to do anything to you. 
I'm not sure so about your brother or something like that. He yeah, said they, they like cut to Sammy Guevara in the back, who like kind of like interrupted them, and I can't remember what exactly what he said. But he was like, "Oh, you should come check back here because you know they got your what." I don't know what he said, but it's something along those it lines. It led to Dustin like, Rhodes. You should getting, go check on your friends or something like that. Yeah, and it, led, it led to Dustin Rhodes getting pummeled. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes got taken to <laughs> knee the people. Yeah, the man, Jake Hager, which I marked out for too. The fact that like if anybody's caught his uh, Bellator match from the other week, yeah. It ended in a no contest because of two low blows from uh, Jake Hager, which were supposedly inverted. We're going to say they were inverted. I don't know what it was. But the one he gave uh, Dustin definitely wasn't inverted. Oh, yeah. That was the exact Swift opposite. Swift knee. It was advertent. First class ticket to Dick Kick City. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, and then they, like, took his arm and, like, smashed it into the limo. That was real, like... Uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling Four yeah. Horsemen Dusty S, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like I, well, I mean, they do do it in other companies, but like that brutal, like realistic beat down in the back. You yeah, know what it I doesn't mean? have Where to it's be. Like, it's, it's like it's like you know, no shots at any company, no shade or whatever. But it's not like you don't gotta like f- somebody get hit by a truck or flip over or yeah. this or put somebody through the ring. That stuff is great, too. Like, I, I, I love seeing, like, those big, huge Braun Strowman-esque spots, but mm-hmm. sometimes, like, less is more, and this right. was definitely a case of less was more. Like, it definitely came off brutal and all of that like, without doing much. Like, the horsemen, like, grabbing a cameraman or having, like, somebody videotape them uh, stalking Dusty. And pulling up to the TBS building <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Dustin usually gets here early. <laughs> and then they follow him in the lot and just, like, destroy his arm. Oh, that was great. Great stuff. <laughs> that was great stuff. Um, what else we had on the show? We had the um, the big thing was the finals for the uh, tag tournament. Uh, SCU facing the Lucha Bros. Mm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that match? What do you think? About um, it? I mean, it's what you would expect. I mean, at this point, it's almost like I don't want to see like a. I don't want to think. I don't want people to think that I'm downplaying the wrestling, but it's like I say, like everybody, and like the majority of the wrestlers in all of the promotions right now are like top notch. They're great. They're great in ring performers. Wasn't anything about the Lucha Bros match or the S in the SCU like wasn't anything about that match that really offended me that I could really think of offhand. So it was like you know the wrestling was as good as I thought it was going to be. And, did you um, did you think SCU was going to pull it out or? I mean, yeah. I mean, if anything, these were the two teams that I actually thought would. If it weren't like my oddball team would have been um, the what you call it the uh, the boy and his dinosaur. I kind of thought. They would have took it all, yeah. But then, before Luchasaurus got yeah, hurt, exactly. Yeah. Like that was like, like that, my, that. That was, was my, my pick. wild card. Yeah, exactly. I feel you the know? same way. I but then, the other than way. that, it would have been it would have gone. It would have boiled down to these two teams, and you know, either one of them are suitable. <laughs> they made it. They made a champions. joke about Luchasaurus and uh, last week's uh, being the elite <laughs> about Luchasaurus being the most over person in the company. <laughs> I mean, kinda kid is money. I mean, it's not. I don't even know if it's over, but it's somebody who I see the most potential in. Like I look at, and as much him as I, and Darby are like right there. Yeah, as much as I like like high flying, you know, middleweight guys who could pretty much do it all. I'm very much appreciative. Of like I'm very much like the Vince McMahon. Like look at this big guy. He looks great. He moves great in the ring. Like I look at him and I look at Drew McIntyre as being like you know 
the future. If you want the big guy wrestler, mm-hmm. those are like the two ideal um, guys. Don't that get me started with the Drew. The... If you ask, Drew has everything. Yeah. Drew has everything, and they're not doing shit with him. <laughs> the only thing I would get away... Well, no, he's gotten away from it, I think. Getting away from that generic, like, oh, I love wrestling and stuff like that. But I think yeah. he's long removed from that. When yeah. he got to TNA, when he first left WWE, he was all about, I love professional wrestling. Professional wrestling is my life. It was like, all right, all right, all right. We get it. We get it. We need, like, a, he's, he kinda, need a little he, more he of an edge. Kinda he kind of still it. does it, yeah. but it's like, the way he does it now was like, a, you don't deserve to be in the ring right, with right, me, right, which right. is... Look at him like the guy can go like he he's well within his right to tell people that right <laughs> you know, but um that was AEW you know you had uh NXT you know of course the same night and everything it was big NXT show too match I was most excited for um all of last week is because I'm a uh, um obsessed with Oscar <laughs> was the uh, the women's tag titles being and really just excited that they're actually defending the tag titles on NXT something that they said they would do back when Sasha and Bailey were champs and they kind of teased it and then nothing ever happened with it uh, they defended the tag titles against uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai which was a nice little fun match and everything like that um I really like Tegan Knox Tegan Knox is really good Tegan Knox came out um, on SmackDown. She teamed with Rhea Ripley, right? On on SmackDown, which is interesting because I thought, well, no, they're not really feuding. Are no, they? no, 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 no. It's kind of like the way that they've been setting it up. They've been positioning Tegan, Rhea, Io, and Bianca all want a shot at Shayna's belt, right? And I think uh, Candice LeRae, you could throw her in there too. So they're just kind of they're just elevating the women's division because where did that leave Dakota Kai? Because I I felt I I I thought it was weird that she just wasn't in that. I guess you could mention Dakota Kai too, but it's like when the whole face off with from I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but when um, Shayna faced off with Tegan, Dakota Mm -hmm. Kai was kind of just there. Yeah. So. I don't know, I guess. But I know um, this week on NXT, uh, Shayna's facing Dakota Kai. So, oh, okay. so maybe they'll do something with that, too. But um, what else you had on the show, uh, what I want to talk about real quick, is this kid, um, Bronson Reed, the big dude from Australia. He was in the breakout tournament, faced yeah. Shane Thorne. I really like that kid. Yeah, I've seen a lot of him in PWG. Um, yeah, he's a good, he's a real <clears throat> good big guy. Um I don't want to say... I used to, like, compare him and... Um, who's the other big guy that's, like, in ROH now in um, New Japan? Not um, not Jacob Fatu. No, 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 no. Um, oh, oh, um, Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, yeah. yeah. Jeff Cobb. I used to compare those yes, two. Actually, yeah, PW, I didn't think about that, yeah. PWG had a lot of, like... Had, they had, like, him, Jeff Cobb, and I think at one point, too, um, your boy... The black guy. The Beast. What's his um, name? Lee? Keith Lee. Keith Lee, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, damn, look at all these, like, you know, like, heavier, like, Vader-type guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just mentioned big guys like Drew McIntyre and Luchasaurus, but, like, the heavy, like, super heavyweight guys. And doing stuff that you would never expect them Ama- to do. Yeah, amazing stuff, yeah. So. Like, like uh, go back to Bronson Reed, like, he ended the match with this splash off the top, and the hang time he got off the top ropes is just like, man, this kid could go. Yeah, it's what, it's what I say about, like, you know, the in-ring, like, these days. Like, all these guys can pretty much go. All these guys that you're seeing on TV, for the most part, you know, they're they're up to snuff. So, you know, 
I don't really have any complaints when it comes to the in-ring stuff. I feel like I want to see a terrible match <laughs> play out on TV. Like, what the fuck is it? Just to sort of break it up. Which was something like, <laughs> I don't know why this just made me think of this, but like a gimmick or a story like that would work, which I kind of upset that she left the company when she did or whatever happened with her. But it was kind of what they were doing with um, Eva Marie, if you remember. Right. With like all this woman revolution was kicking off and they were having these barn burners and everything. Mm -hmm. Here comes Eva Marie with the over the top entrance and each and every time she's supposed to have a match. Oh, wardrobe malfunction. Oh, uh, Eva Marie's caught in traffic. The problem is though, Eva Marie, and I know people hated her. I know people hated her. I didn't because she was hot. (laughs) I don't understand how you fucking nerds could sit, could look at her and say, oh, she brings nothing to the show. Like, And I feel like, you know, I don't know if we're going to segue to talk about this, but... Um, no, Scarlett bring it up, because Bar- I was just thinking the same Scarlett thing. Scarlett Bardell. Mm-hmm. And she can she, really she go. She just signed with WWE, just uh, showed up to the Performance and, Center and everything. And, and she can really go. Don't get it twisted. Like, she's fought man. Like, she's now, real. She- I think that's going to help her way more than it did with Eva Marie. Right. Because Eva, she wasn't, I don't think she was terrible in the ring, but she, she wasn't up to par with everybody else she on was the way roster. hotter than everybody else, though. Like, way hotter. Yeah. Way hotter. <laughs> way hotter. Yeah. I mean, the other girls look fine. I'm not trying to objectify anybody here, but it's like, you look at Eva Marie, it's like, damn. That, that was her bread and butter. I don't even know if I want to really see you wrestle. I want to, like, you know. And it's like, it's okay to play into that. Like, you need, because yeah. that's what made her different right. from all the other women on and the roster. And Scarlett Bordeaux, like, she can play it down and play it up, but when she plays it up, she looks amazing. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I would like, like, that would be a, g- I think that'd be a dope way for her to just, like, kind of steal what she did in Impact. Just bring it in, like, nah, just, I'm gonna be a diva. I'm hotter than all y'all. Fives, yeah. be quiet. You know, right. I, just, I just hope they don't, like, try to reinvent her, because she, nah, she really is. I think, let her do that. But the twist being that she could actually go in the ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, we kind of got off track there. No, 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 it's fine. I mean... Scarlet Bordeaux will do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to NXT. The other thing that we were talking about, not so much a match, but... um. Balor cut an amazing promo on NXT last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, about, yeah. Um, I really like that promo. Yeah, like like one of the lines me and you were talking about with the... Uh, I'm going to butcher it. I don't remember it. I don't have it written down. But basically along the lines of, oh, they say the hottest guy this, the hottest guy in wrestling put on a mask. Well, now I'm the talk of wrestling because I took off my mask or yeah. something like that, he said. Yeah, it's just Ballard showing a lot of fire. And I mean, what do you make of this? Because here's my thing. I guess WWE gets a lot of flack, and rightfully so, for not building their baby faces, you know, enough. Like, they, they do a terrible job in building up baby faces, right? But then when we see a baby face turn heel or, you know, I mean, I don't want to say that Balor necessarily is a heel because I'm kind of rooting for him. You know what I mean? Like, I guess he's doing like bad things, but I'm almost like at this point, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, they sort of did treat him like shit and ignore him. And now he's here and he's making a statement, you know, like, is that necessarily him being a heel or I guess, but. I I I'm with it. I like it. It's a justifiable heel at this point. Like he hasn't done anything super dastardly or like, he made a statement. Right. They say we hear all the time. You got to make a statement. You like got to make a state. He made a statement at the expense of Johnny Wrestling. 
It's yeah, it's just weird, and and I feel like you know Johnny Wrestling's gonna come back, and then it's like, do I even like Johnny Wrestling? Because like I'm, you know, it, yeah, it's messed up what happened, but you know, I tell sucks you, to be you. I tell you this much: sucks it had to be you. But I t- you know. tell you this one: that's gonna be a hell of a match. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a hell of a match. Yeah. And like, if you've never seen Balor wrestle outside of what he's done on the quote unquote main roster, it's like night and day. Trust me when I say that match him versus Johnny Gargano is gonna be amazing. The uh, other thing that you that we had big news um after the uh, tag match, you know, you had uh, Shayna came out with her goons, jumped everybody, everybody started brawling. Io Shirai comes out, Bianca Belair comes out, everybody's brawling, and Regal breaks it up and announces we're gonna have the first ever women's war games match, mm. which. I'm excited for. Now, is it a tag team match or is it just going to be all the women in there? Because I feel like that's really the only thing that sometimes. So it's going to be it's going to be teens because okay. uh, Rhea Ripley's a captain and of course Shayna Baszler's a captain. And uh, I think um, skipping ahead a bit, but last night on backstage, I was just uh, reading that um, they announced the first teams. Now I don't know is War Games always supposed to be four members on each team or it could. No, it doesn't number, matter. Okay, because it sometimes looks like it's, it's four, gonna be. It's, it's five. It looks like it's gonna be like a like three on three because uh, Rhea announced her team is gonna be her. Um, it's gonna be her Tegan Knox and I would have to look it up again. But I know on Shayna's team, Shayna says she's gonna team with Bianca Belair and Io Shirai. I think the thing with War Games is it's only been messed up a handful of times, and it's really just simple it's really simple shit it's really you know you got two teams and somehow you give the heels the advantage you know Rhea's gonna team with Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae go ahead really you give the team you give the heels like the you know the man advantage going in or whatever like that so it's like there's always like the two on one until like the face comes in and they get you know the little they get the you know they get the 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 what do they call it the heat the pop I yeah. don't want to I don't want to start using insider terms you know what I'm saying like but then they make the comeback reaction yeah they get the comeback and stuff like that for a little bit and then you know the numbers advantage once again once the heels come back in like that's really that's all you have to stick to and it should be a great match I'm excited you convoluted with like three teams and like everybody's for themselves like WCW did a real bad job of war games at like what was it like I think it was like '98. And it was like three teams, but like the the guy who got the win got a title shot, so it was kind of like everybody for themselves. So then it's like they're on teams, but they're fighting to get the pinfall. Right? And... Yeah, it was a mess. It was like the Wolf Pack. It was Hollywood. It was uh, freaking WCW, and then like Piper was on his own little island. <laughs> it was it was terrible. It was WCW now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it, man. And I believe we're, we're going to get a male, a male uh, war games match as well. So it should be two war games matches then because I want to say, I think maybe I'm making this up. I would have to look it up. I think they announced that Undisputed Era is supposed to be in a war games match. Well, they're the king of the war games matches at this point. Yeah, yeah. Don't quote me on that. I might be messing that up. I don't have it in front of me. Don't quote me on that. But I will say this though. Shayna, Shayna's, she's going to have a hell of a weekend, man. She has that War Games match, and then we're going to be getting into it. But uh, Survivor Series is that same weekend. And oh, you wow. got um, yeah, right. big things are going with Survivor Series. And with that, let's move over to SmackDown. Well, actually, pause. We got to talk about Crown Jewel. Do we have to? 
we don't have to. But there isn't, I mean, there isn't too much to say about a, Crown Jewel. Just I, the main things was Velasquez and Brock. That was a wash. Two minute match. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it's just uh, it, Kane's hurt, so yeah, he's it's kind of so you can. Kudos to him. Much, much respect for him for even like going through it and uh, and like doing the match. He didn't look terrible and everything. He didn't look hurt. It I looked blame, realistic. I blame the company more than I do Kane because you know how could, you know how they could have done this if they knew Kane was really hurt. They could have played this up and had Brock versus Mysterio, and it's like Mysterio doesn't know how he's gonna overcome the odds with Brock. But oh, I got this enforcer, Kane Velasquez. You just on have the Kane outside. be in this corner, yeah. so, you know something, and, and it's build like, it off of that, right? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess Kane would have just been limited to being like, you know, some intimidation factor on the outside. But at least it's like, you know, you get a match out of it, yeah, and then it builds towards the future, and it doesn't make Kane Velasquez like such a yeah. The match, that match, the match wasn't bad. It was like, but. I, maybe me saying I didn't like it is a bit strong, but I just it went the way I expected it to go, and I was hoping that it would be a little bit different because right. I've seen some clips of Kane wrestling in Mexico, and it's like I know he can do a lot more than what he did, right? And I was kind of hoping him to pull out some of that lucha shit, throw Brock off his game, but mm-hmm. you know it was basically like a worked UFC fight. That's what it came off as. Yeah. Yeah. I say that to say that, like, you know, we've seen Brock Lesnar in there with guys like Finn Balor, AJ Styles, guys who were smaller. Those are some of the best matches that Brock's had. Yeah, and the contrast of styles really worked, so I feel Mm -hmm. like you could have done something with Rey Mysterio to make it, you know, compelling, at least. You know, Rey Mysterio doesn't have to win. Rey Mysterio doesn't necessarily have to look like, you know, the biggest threat to Brock Lesnar's title, but you could have gotten a, you could have gotten a way better match undoubtedly mm-hmm. out of this than what you got with Kane and Brock. And you could have probably built some intrigue into Kane and Brock, you know, for a return match, I guess, at the next, you know, Saudi Arabia show, whenever that happens, if that ever happens, because we don't know how the crown prince or whatever the hell. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Really. <laughs> we don't know what's going they on. They told us what, yeah, they, they told us a version of the story. They said, you know, mechanical issues. Yeah. And quote, quote unquote, and there's no issues between Vince McMahon and, and the Saudis, and the Saudis, and you guys weren't used as collateral hostages or anything like that. Nah, you know, it was just mechanical issues on a plane. It was the only plane that could get you guys out of the country. Only one, only one. The only one plane that could get all you guys out. I mean, usually when you travel and there's mechanical issues, they put you on another plane. But maybe there was no other planes. I mean, all right. <laughs> we say that and we joke, but maybe, all right, how many staff members were they there? Like 100? We really don't know what the deal was. Maybe they couldn't get all 150 onto yeah. another flight or something or didn't want to break it up. Or That's why it's one of those things, like, it sounds like a real messed up situation, but we can't really speak to it because we don't know what went on. There's so many different things out there. All I know is that a lot of the guys were pissed. I would have been tight. Yeah, a lot of the guys were pissed. Like, the one that, like, was really upsetting, not upsetting for me, but, like, I just put myself in his shoes and I'd be upset was... uh. AJ Styles said that his son is like started wrestling like I, I'm assuming amateur wrestling mm-hmm. had his first match and because of the delay AJ missed his first match. Oh yeah, I have a son so I you know I feel away. But Ric Flair um, got sued for going to his son's thing. <laughs> that was like a whole year. was it really? That was like no, that was like a whole year of like Ric Flair not being on TV damn near because him and Eric Bischoff were uh, beefing because Ric Flair missed uh, 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 episode of Thunder to go see his son. Thunder? Thunder. 
Fuck Thunder. <laughs> thunder. I mean, I get it at the time. Yeah, it was yeah, really trying yeah, to push yeah. Thunder and stuff, but it was like, come, come on, on, man. Like, it ain't that serious, yeah. bro. It ain't that serious. Card subject to change, Bischoff. Come on. Right. But um, the um, speaking of Bischoff and Flair and all of that, the uh, Team Flair and uh, Team Hogan match, it was a fun match. It was a fun match. I mean, it was a fun... I don't want to say it was a bad show. It was just one of those things that was like... If you've been to a house show, you you've seen you've seen stuff like this. And then they had the uh, first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia with uh, Lacey Evans versus Natalia again. Kudos to them, huge accomplishment, everything like that. Just talking about the match, I didn't care, but the match we we seen it like ten times. They didn't already. give us anything in the match. It was more about the moment and and the moment was terrific. Shout out to them. It was amazing. You know, yeah, embracing that. It's, where, it's where I'm conflicted. It's like the moment was great. You know what I'm saying? I get why they did it. I get why it had to be done. You get what I'm saying? Like, but just I'm not going strictly about it. off of the match. But they were. I feel like there was. It was too much about the moment because you could see. Them getting emotional and not, and I mean, I don't know if they were told not to play into their characters and not do anything too salacious or whatever the case. Because, you know, we've seen these two go at it in the past, and I don't know if culturally they want to depict women being that violent and being that whatever. Mm. It just seemed like they were going through the motions out there, and you could see them getting emotional about the moment. Like, while the match was going on? Yeah, while the match was going on. Like, you see Natty, like, tears of joy damn near in her face and uh lacey evans was pretty much being like a, a super baby face which is you know kind of weird weird for her right yeah but i'm happy for them man yeah. like i can't imagine being you know in that moment shout out to them and if then I want, uh if yeah. i wanted to be a dick about it man the match had no heat <laughs> minus five stars you know? <laughs> it had no heat it had no heat it's hot as saudi arabia is they're out there in t-shirts. They don't even look hot. They don't even look sexy. Lacey Evans came out to fight Becky Lynch with Seth Rollins' name on her ass. They couldn't even give us a little bit of that in Saudi Arabia. Yo, that sucked. I forgot about that. This match sucked. <laughs> if I want to be real about now, nah, you know. Send, send, all, send all hate mail to at Gift the Great. Nah, it was cool. <laughs> now you're going to have some people that agree with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then um, the Fiend versus Seth Rollins, Falls Count Anyway they match. They do this goddamn red light shit one more time. It's fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. It's hard for me to see, and I'm at home trying to watch it. I don't want to be like right up on my screen watching it so I don't miss anything. You know, just light the damn like we get it. I gotta say, it was hard for me to watch this match and not think the entire time like y'all are just trying to fix what y'all did at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Like, that's all that kept going through my head. Like, it wasn't terrible, but it was just like, Bray should have probably won at Hell in a Cell, and y'all were trying to just fix it. That's how it felt to me. And I feel like it completely destroyed Seth's character, which was like, he was already, like, kind of getting hated on by the fans anyway, but it's like, basically, none of his offense did any damage, so it was like, who should fear Seth Rollins at this point? That's one of those things that I, I do kind of take issue with with Bray Wyatt, where it's like, all right, we get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we love this character, whatever the case, right? But you mean to tell me that nothing works on this guy? Like, nothing works? Yo, listen, I'm, you know something? This is a random callback. 
This is a really random callback. I feel like Bound for Glory 2018 ruined wrestling a little bit for me. Because, you know what? I don't even want to go there on this podcast <laughs> right now. I really don't. I really don't. But, yeah. No, yeah. Off, some offense has to register. Some offense has to register. And it's like... And and I, 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 I appreciate... Maybe appreciate strong. But <clears throat> I'm happy for Bray. I'm happy for Bray because he's been working hard. Like, we we were talking about it um, last week. Like, he always, like, his character gets, quote, unquote, killed off. He reinvents himself, mm-hmm. comes back, gets shitted on, reinvents himself. Get it, it, It's an endless cycle with him. So this seems to be the keeper for him. But I'm a little upset just because... We're going to go into, like, what's leading into Survivor Series and, like, a match that, like, I was excited for and thought was going to happen isn't going to happen, and I'm assuming this is why, but we'll get back to that. And listen, we're going to keep that awkward moment in there and me referencing Bound for Lord 2018 because if anybody remembers what Austin Aries did, you know where I'm coming from with this whole Braun Strowman thing. Like, it stuff, has, stuff just has to register. Bray Wyatt, you mean, but yeah, Br- yeah Bray yeah, Wyatt, yeah, 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 yeah sorry, yeah. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman too, matter of fact, you know yeah. why it's on the brain, because freaking, um, oh, that was another, we, we, we skipped over that match, yeah, yeah, because, um, our boy, <laughs> yes, boy. yes, yes, the end of that match, <laughs> and you, you hit my me up boy, when this happened too, my boy Tyson Fury said, what, no, no sell of the cinch, <laughs> no sell of the century in Saudi, my man popped right up and was like, come on, bro, come at me. <laughs> Like, fam, you know how many people died off of this move? <laughs> so if you didn't see it after the match, so so Tyson Fury won the match. He uh caught caught um Strowman with a right, one by count out. Strowman gets in the ring, beat down ensues. Strowman hits Fury with his uh finisher, the uh pump handle sl- pump the, handle the, slam? the over the shoulder power slam. Yeah, running power slam. The running power slam. Yeah, there you, there you go. go. Your man Tyson Fury Immediately, <laughs> immediately, he like did one roll, got up, come on, <laughs> bouncing around, and like come, come on, <laughs> like no, bro, that wasn't an arm drag, right. like. <laughs> but you know the funny thing is though, like in the fight with him and Deontay Wilder, which if anybody on here is a boxing fan has seen Deontay Wilder, uh, almost li- almost literally kill people in the ring, the way Tyson Fury went down in their fight. And popped right back up. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it gave me that gave me flashbacks of that. Yeah, because like Tyson Fury looked like he was dead, and then like the ref got to like eight and he popped up. Oh. <laughs> we're <laughs> back. Right, let's go. <laughs> we're back. And then went to a draw with this guy who was undefeated. So Tyson Fury is definitely the man. But um, yeah, you know, but in wrestling, it's like come on. Yeah, yeah. So um. We 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 we, we kind of mentioned it, but um, all the uh, we're not gonna go too detailed into it. Like I said, we don't know the details, but all the nonsense after the show with like half of the staff getting stranded for like twenty four hours in Saudi Arabia gave us probably one of the best SmackDowns to, in a long time. To a great SmackDown, and you know what? Kudos, you know what? Shout out to WWE for you know being able to react on the fly and still deliver a good show. I mean. Thankfully, they had some guys who didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, like Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the women who didn't get to go weren't really involved. 
they stepped up to the plate. But, you know, the NXT guys, you know, I guess they were flown in. Showed up and showed out, bro. Yeah. Like, we, 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 we kind of got word that NXT was being flown in for SmackDown before the show, but, you know, nothing really concrete on, like, what exactly was going to be done. Apparently, they literally got there, like, as the show was starting. Really? And, like, Brock and that whole Brock and Paul Heyman thing. Was, um, drawing, um, stalling for town. Yeah. Time. I've heard stories like that. I've heard Jim Cornette. I did think it was a little weird that they aired the entire uh, Brock and Cain Velasquez match. Like, they aired the entire match. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like they were stalling for time a little bit. I've heard Jim Cornette tell a story, and I hate to plug all, you know, other podcasts and stuff like that, but I think this might have been in a shoot interview. I'm not sure. But I've heard Jim Cornette tell a story about when he was in WWF, how, like, basically everybody's, like, stuff was, like, every, like, all the flights and the buses and stuff like that heading into town were late and Mm -hmm. delayed, right? And basically all he had was, like, some local talent who was sort of, like, flown in. Not flown in, but, you know, it was like, you know, you get the local talent, you know, to do, like, a dark match or whatever the case, right? And I think it was, like, local talent. It might have been, like, one or two, like, main WWE roster, you know, guys or whatever, right? And basically, they had to stall for time. And I think he said it was like, I can't remember if he said it was like Scotty Too Hottie at the time, who was like an enhancement talent. But it was like, basically, they went out there. They did like a crowd challenge or something like that. The guy comes out of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I'm here, whatever. Like, they do like a long segment, right? Then they get in there, whatever, whatever. I guess the guy like pins him, right? They go back to the back. And then the heel, you know, who's like the main WWE guy, he comes back out. He's like, you know what? That's bullshit we're going to restart this match or whatever. And they kept on like restarting this match <laughs> until, like, for time. until like, you know, the buses arrived and people are pulling up to the arena now and stuff like that. And it's just like stories like that reminds me exactly of what this was. Where it's like, all right, we're out here. You know, not everybody's here. You guys just got to go out there, stall for time. Just talk. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, I feel like talk, WWE has a tendency of putting on their best stuff when unforeseen issues arise. Look back at, I forget what the show is. I would have to look it up. But when like um, Reigns and uh, Bray Wyatt and all of them got mono and they were out, it was a, might have been Survivor Series. I don't know. But whatever led to us having, it was supposed to be, uh, it was supposed to be Finn Balor I think it was No Mercy. It was supposed to be Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, and it ended up being, like, Finn versus AJ Styles. Yeah, and then, like, Kurt was, like, a part of the Shield for one night. Yeah, and Kurt was on the Shield, and, you know, you get some of the best stuff with those unforeseen issues arise. I think it's honestly because, like, WWE is so, like, I hate to say scripted, but it's so, like, formatted. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, a little bit of the unpredictability, a little bit of the, like, you know, card subject to change stuff really does lend to, like, the show sometimes being great. ECW used to do that all the time. Yeah, They used to switch pay-per-views. Like, we'd be building to a pay-per-view, and then, like, oh, this guy got injured, or this guy pulled out, or we couldn't get these uh, guys to come in and, you know, be a part of, like, the, you know, the the dream partner tag team match. So instead, we're going to do this, and we're going to have these guys. And it's like, and it pulls together, like, a great show out of nowhere. Wasn't it something like that, what happened in uh, ECW, where... um Taz had ended up winning the belt again while he was in WWE because of like somebody like Mike Awesome not showing oh, up to a that, show well, or something was, like that. That was orchestrated. They they had to do that because Mike Awesome pretty much showed up on Raw. So then like on they, um, on Nitro, oh, no, Nitro. Yeah. yeah, he showed up on Nitro. So then it was like, all right, we're gonna call in a favorite events to have us, you know, lend us Taz back. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to do the whole like passing of the torch moment. We're going to undo that mm-hmm. pretty much what that was. Have Taz come in, win the belt, and then Taz could do that pass the torch thing to Tommy Dreamer. And then I, I, I love it, man, because it's like and it just goes to show you that like at the end of the day, they really do know and understand what fans want because it's like when stuff pops up they almost overcompensate to give you like all right well they would really love to see aj versus finn balor see, or the, love to see but that's you know the what frustrating I mean? part because they know what we want so it's like why not just give it to yeah. us yeah give me what i want i'm like I'm <laughs> you know not, what i want <laughs> i'm not saying that you gotta like you know give us everything that we want all at once but it's like fam you know you know the matches that we want to see mm-hmm. right like you know that these guys are great. You know that NXT is over right now. Just give us, you know what I mean? Just give us that. Just give us a sense of that across the board with, you know, the other guys and the other... I don't know, man. WWE is just... They get in their own way a lot of times. They don't listen to us. Or they, they listen to us. They hear us, but they don't give us what we want. Well, SmackDown, we got what we wanted. We started off with Bailey and Nikki Cross for the uh, SmackDown Women's title. Uh, Bailey ended up winning by pen. Sasha was out there doing heel tactics, mm. and uh, after the match, Shayna Baszler jumps out of the crowd, runs Sasha into the ring post, knocks her out, comes in the knee, gets Bailey a hell of a knee. One thing I want to say about Shayna Baszler, and this might go for the NXT roster just overall. You look at like Bailey and what they're trying to do. You know, I get it; they're trying to make her heel and stuff like that, right? You look at Sasha. You look at like, Shayna Baszler looks so real, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she looks, like, so, like, not regular, but, like, real. Like, she still presents, she's still, like, a character. Like, like you would not, you, Shayna looks like you would not mess with her. Right. Like, but she looks so fucking, like, real and different. And, like, Bailey and Sasha, you know, they're, like, you know... They, they're colorful and... The hilarious thing about Shayna Baszler, though, with her character, if you ever seen, like, any of, like, her candid stuff on, like, social media, Shayna Baszler's, like, the nicest person. She sounds like it. In She's, like, voice. the nicest person. I remember the first time I heard Shayna Baszler, like, cut a promo on NXT. And, I mean, she had been there for, you know, a little bit, but I had sort of, like, waned off of NXT for a little bit. So when I came back and started watching NXT, I'm hearing her cut this promo. I'm like... That's her voice. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, she sounds like such a nice, you know, like a nice, presentable, nice little girl. Yeah. But she looks like a badass. She looks like a badass. And they she's made not her... all done up. She's not all with the wigs. She and... looks like a badass, and they treated her like a badass on SmackDown. She took out Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Nikki Cross all by herself. No cronies. Yeah. Nobody else was there with her. Solo Dolo came in the ring, ran roughshod over all three of them. Right. Standing in the middle of the ring after the fact, took the time to put her jacket back on, mm-hmm. calmly walked her ass off. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> but I mean, not for nothing, I say this to say all the women in NXT, or maybe not all, but a good number of the women in NXT just look like complete badasses compared. Like, if you if you just line them up with the women on the main roster, and it's like, you don't not you don't have to know anything about their ability. You don't have to know anything about their position in the company or who's over, who's set to be a champion, whatever. Take Bianca Belair. She she definitely like take Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Take Candice LeRae. Take Io Shirai. Take Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Line them up with the whole with the entire WWE women's roster, main roster, women's side. 
there's only like maybe one or two women on the main roster who look like as badass as these women do. I'm trying to think. Of... Charlotte, in my mind. Yeah. Oscar. Oscar. Becky looks like it. And Becky. Be- Becky looks like she'll give you that work. Yeah. Yeah. We we were talking so much about Becky last week, but Becky looks like she'll give you that work. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She looks the role. Like yeah. Becky's character is, is unquestionable. And well, we'll, we'll, I don't want to skip ahead to Raw yet. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to it. But um, you mentioned Bianca Belair. I just wanted to shout her out too. I'm a big fan of hers. The beatdown she gave uh Dana Brooke and Carmella backstage. My babies though. Toss Carmelo off screen. <laughs> I love that spot. You were saying you love I, that I, spot. We always any love that spot, spot where somebody gets tossed off camera. It just it's so visually appealing just to me. Tossed into nothingness. Like my absolute favorite was, I believe, with Mark Henry gra- uh, yeah. grabbing a tech guy. It was just yeet like <laughs> like your man disappeared into the void <laughs> you know like in the eye right, everybody's seen like the wwe 2k20 glitches and stuff like that like you know like when they sort of like go under the ring and like the whole shit pans out <laughs> into the crowd like your man your man <laughs> mark like henry like made this guy disappear yeah. like <laughs> toss him into the abyss i love it you had um the miz doing his little miz tv segment tomaso champa comes out they talk for a bit. I, I wasn't really in love with the promo at all. I love Champa, but just I don't know if it's because he was in there with Miz or what it was. It just it wasn't hitting for me. Listen, it's any time they get into the generic. I'm a wrestler. I'm a professional. Da 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 da. And I love the business and the, like any time they get into that for me, it's like I fall asleep because it's like that goes without saying. You know what I'm saying? I feel like... It's a better way to say it. Yeah, and I feel like the babyface characters, they just... You need something else to motivate you besides that. Like, that's just, like, the easy... You know what I mean? It's like that, and then I hate when heels... It's like cheap... It's like a cheap pop for the babyfaces to say, oh, I love the professional wrestling business, and I'm just out here to be the... We get it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when the heels go out there and, like, rag on the hometown, like, sports... uh, Oh, well, your team sucks. Da, 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 da. You're the the New York Knicks haven't won a championship since. All right, you know what I mean? Like, eh. Yeah. Give me something else. Yeah. But with that said, though, the match was decent. Like, he could have gotten into so much of the Miz's cat. Like, there's so much. Really dissecting. Oh, and the, the tough enough, the real world, the, yeah. all of that stuff. All of that yeah, stuff. I guess like you being, said. Being like, like a corporate kiss ass. Like it was so like, many I guess different like ways you said, to come like up with it. You could have tied everything you wanted to about like being a professional wrestler, but direct it at Miz mm-hmm. and give us all those things to really tear Miz apart. Rather Especially than somebody just. like Tommaso and somebody like Miz. Like if I was him, like I would have came out on some, that microphone, this little talk show. This is all you have. But when it comes to this ring, you can't see me. Yeah. Like not, he, not, I think know. he kind of started getting there. You mentioned like I literally broke my neck or something like that. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. It's just, it, it didn't, it started off a little. Yeah. Generic. Yeah. Yeah. But the match was good. The match was good between the two of them. I mean, I I I never thought I would have saw a uh, Miz versus Tommaso, but you know, Miz, Miz Miz hung with him. I almost thought like Tommaso, the way Tommaso sells and knowing his injuries, 
I legit thought he was hurt after that match because he was like holding on to his yeah, knee yo, and shit. But you know something? Guys do a real good job about that. Like Daniel Bryan always When he lands on his head every time I I'm like, always, oh I always think, yo, this is it. This is it. <laughs> and he sells it sometimes. Yeah, like, like death. <laughs> this is it. We're never gonna see Daniel Bryan again. He's gonna come out next week and say, you know what, guys? Gotta hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> hang up the boots. But it's great because I fall for it every time. I really, I really do. When guys have like those type of like head and neck injuries and stuff like that, concussions and all that, mm-hmm. like, like when it's a really serious injury and like guys go ahead and sell it, yeah, it, it usually does get me. Yeah, the Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox come out and face Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville. Basically, ran rough shot over them. I said it before. I'll say it again. I love Rhea Ripley's look. Rhea Ripley's finisher, just everything about her, she just looks like a fucking monster. Yeah, I got a different take on that, but we just... <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's nice and healthy. Yeah. Mm. And, um... <laughs> I said that way too you low. You said that way... Oh, my goodness. I said that way too low. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're back, we're back. But then you had, um... <laughs> Shawn Michaels with the tease of the century oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> backstage. That was a great little moment. Though. Daniel Bryan comes up and approaches, you know, Triple H, basically on some like, what are you doing here? What's going on? And Triple H's like, oh, well, you know, y'all mentioned NXT is going to be a Survivor Series. I took those as fighting words. I'm paraphrasing. I'm always yeah. paraphrasing. I took those as uh, fighting words. And, you know, Daniel Bryan saying, well, he is looking for a fight. And as he's doing this, Triple H and Bryan going back and forth. Sean's in the background. Triple H has his suit on. He's like, well, I didn't bring my gear with me. Sean slowly starts to take off his jacket, puffing up his chest and everything. Just be like, ooh, it's cold in here. Sean <laughs> is such a little tease, man. It's so funny how Sean Michaels back in the day when he was the leader of DX and Triple H was sort of like the sidekick how, like, assertive Shawn Michaels was and how much of a dick he was. And then, like, when the roles sort of reversed, when they revamped, like, DX, how great of, like, a funny background, subtle sidekick (laughs) troll Shawn Michaels became. He was great. And he knew what he... They knew what they were doing with the tease because if anybody doesn't know, Shawn... um, Daniel Bryan, excuse me, trained at Shawn Michaels Wrestling School. Right. So it's like, for a long time, people always wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus Shawn Michaels, Mm -hmm. that student versus teacher. And of course, this NXT-heavy show, you know, the smart fans are engaged. We're sitting here on the edge of our seat like, Oh, shit! (laughs) Shawn Michaels is taking off the... And it's funny how something subtle like that... Like I said, WWE, man, subtle. Mm-hmm. When you do the subtlety thing, it's so like, it's so good. It's so good sometimes just to be subtle. So that led to us getting actually Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole for the NXT title, which is like just to see that graphic on SmackDown, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't expecting them to put the title on the line. I thought they were just going to have like a nice little match. Like, you know, let's just see who really is better. But to put the title up. Now it's like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, and it was a banger of a match. Too. It was, it was banger of a match. Daniel, um, Daniel Bryan lost to uh, Adam Cole, and you know afterwards he just did a little, little spiel, little. You want a war? We're here. We're gonna bring it to you with Triple H and all his kids in the ring, all his yeah. NXT kids in the ring. Good episode of SmackDown, man. Yeah, really good fun. episode of SmackDown. Fun. I wish we could get that every week, but I know it's gonna. Mm-hmm. I know we can't. Let me not be too negative. I just know we can't get that every week. But hopefully they keep this up with Survivor Series. You know, with the lead into Survivor Series with, you know, 
the cross branding and especially NXT getting a lot of shine. The only thing I'm worried about is that NXT gets shittered on the way SmackDown got shittered on, what was it, last year? Last year, where it was like this whole big thing and SmackDown literally only won the match on the pre-show. If We were talking about this. In order for it to, in order for NXT to do good, for the people that don't watch NXT to start really taking NXT serious, you have to let NXT win some decisive matches. Not just one. They have to win a couple of decisive matches. There's a couple of rumored matches. There's a couple of matches already confirmed. I just want to run through Raw real quick, and yeah, then we'll yeah, talk more yeah. about um, Survivor Series. So you had everybody back for Raw, um, back in the States for Raw. Um, you still had some of the NXT guys show up. It wasn't as NXT heavy as SmackDown was. But um, right off the bat, like, uh, yeah, Natalia teaming with uh, Charlotte, and they beat the Kabuki Warriors, and I didn't really like that. That's me being biased, though, but it's just, why? Yeah, I mean, first of all, like, why? Are they, it, I don't even know, is Charlotte face or heel, or? I can't, I, I. Is she just Charlotte? <laughs> as much as I like Charlotte, I really can't even tell. Um, I feel like, I think the problem is now with the rosters switching up this fast, and we're leading right into Survivor Series is that we haven't really established anybody yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, they keep... I mean, they like I said, look, we're fresh off of this draft, and there's a number of people where it's like, I don't really know where, they're stand, where they stand for it to really, like, play into anything as far as, like, you know, how do I feel about Charlotte and Natalya teaming up against, like, these NXT invaders and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, like, is there tension between Natalia and Charlotte for them to even, like, see if, like, oh, can they withstand the pressure from these other people? You know what I mean? Like, and, and you, you know, I'm thinking about it, and, you know, I realize what it is, why I didn't like it, and I've said this before. I hate randomly <coughs> thrown-together teams. Oh, yeah, that's And true. when they beat established teams. Right. Especially then, if it's the tag champs. Yeah, the tag champ. I, you know, and I always, I do hate that trope. We're going to talk about tropes and wrestling. It makes sense here and there if it's like, um, like, like, if it's like the heavyweight champ and yeah, the yeah. IC champ taking on the tag champs. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I could see something like that, but it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. Once in the blue, yeah, but I don't I like never it. really liked the whole, I pinned this person in a non title match and now I get a shot at the titles. Like, I never liked that. Like, if you're going to pin the champion. I feel like it kind of only really for me I only really like it when it's like okay it's the heavyweight champion and he's in a tag team match and somehow he got pinned and now it's like okay this guy who wasn't expected to you know pin the heavyweight champion pinned him in a tag team match though Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so now he should be like a top contender or number one contender or whatever the case I hate when you have two tag teams straight up one is the tag team champions the other one is just some challengers and the challengers beat the tag team champions. It's like, oh, now they're the number one contenders. It's like, no, they just beat the champions straight up in a tag team match, which is they're the tag team champions. It's a tag team specialty. This is their thing. They're the top. These are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. When it's a singles champion in a tag team match, you know, you could give some excuses as to why, you know, yo, I got, I was being worn down by two people. My partner was fucking up. These are the tag team champions losing in a straight up tag team match. I don't like it. I never like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of that match. I mean, it was all right, but you know, um, big thing like with the show kicked off with that I skipped over. Which my only gripe with this, 
with Brock Lesnar and looking for Rey Mysterio and everything, I was hoping that it would have went all night. <clears throat> because it ended, it, it started off with Heyman talking about, you know, obviously Brock's here, Brock's pissed, he's looking for Rey, this, that, and the third. Led to, you know, Brock going backstage. And I always love when they do backstage things with guys who, where's, where's Rey? Well, where's Rey? Yelling and shouting at people. We, we probably like it a little more than others because we've seen it's it. It's definitely an inside thing. We've seen it play out in real life before. It's but hilarious. it's like, so Brock gets backstage. He's asking random, like, workers backstage, where's Rey Mysterio? Fucking them up, tossing them against the wall, this, that, and the third. You know, we go to commercial, we comes back. Brock's still looking for Ray. He goes, you know, to some other guy, to some, like, limo driver or something. Where's Ray? My favorite part about that. I'm getting to it. I'm getting well, oh, well, right, well, get, 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 it. Well, get it, get it, All right, my favorite part about that. Number one, Brock is, like, fighting the door, and the door almost went. The door almost won. On the limo, right? Yeah, limo, yeah, yeah. The yeah, door almost won. Yeah. Low-key, I laughed at that. I was like, oh, shit, don't Goldberg yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't sit here and tear up your whole ligaments and stuff like that trying to fight this door, right? But then Brock pulls the limo driver out. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if he asked the limo, are you Ray? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fam, that's... <laughs> oh, 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 we, no, no, no. we know that he's not Ray. I'm not, not I'm Ray. not Ray. I'm not Ray. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Ray. <laughs> like, fam. <laughs> and then we go to another good break, and we come back. Brock's coming back out on the stage now. Goes up to King and um the commenta- the guys on commentary. Asking, you know, where's Brock? King, where's Brock? And Heyman, with one of my favorite lines of the night, say something like, Brock will give you another heart attack and nobody will be here to resuscitate you. Yo, you know what? <laughs> and I don't know if too many people, like, are aware of this. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're my age and you, you know, been following the business or whatever like that for a while, you know that there's real life heat or there has been real life history and heat between Paul Heyman and Jerry the King Lawler. Going back to, like, before WWE. Like, yeah. going back to, like, Memphis yeah. shit and whatever, like, I think, like, Paul Heyman, like, no-showed or something like that. Something weird. But whatever. Those two legit, at one point, did not like each other, did not care to be around each other, and literally wanted to fight each other. Yeah. So I loved seeing Paul Heyman pretty much threaten King's life. Because Brock is there. On camera. <laughs> and had, you know, full license to do it. Because <laughs> what King, is he going to say and, with Brock right there? And King couldn't do a damn thing. Like, Paul and, Heyman could have went as low as he wanted to on that segment. He could have been like, yeah, he mentioned the heart attack. Yeah, like. And I love the fact that Dio Madden stands up and gets face-to-face with Brock. Because Madden, before he started commentating and stuff, he was training in the performance center. He's right. a former football player. He's a big dude. He was He's he, bigger than Brock. He is a legit big dude. He's bigger than Brock. So Brock's getting all in King's face. And Dio stands up to him like, yo, you're not going to talk to my mans like that. And, of course, swiftly gets dealt yeah. with by Brock. But I appreciate him standing up. I wish he would have said that. Love when you paraphrase. <laughs> hey, yo, you ain't seen him. You ain't talking yo, to my man. Like, <laughs> yo, fam. You hey, ain't yo, really... Check this out, B. Check this out, fam. You ain't really... Yeah, nah, fam. We ain't doing all that. All, that, all this rah-rah y'all talking that, right all now. That, all, that, all that beast. All that beast in car. Yeah, nah. We ain't, we ain't doing that, fam. Check this out, B. I just want... That's how I want the Street Profits to act. Yes. <laughs> they, you see it a little bit here and there, but... <laughs> like, all right, sorry. When it comes to us... <laughs> when it comes to us, like our people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Being on camera. Sometimes I just wish them to... I, I just wish sometimes they were a little more like, yo, fan, check this out. What you not gonna do... <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Instead of like getting up there and being all loud and boy, nah, man. Sometimes you just gotta get real hood with it, like yo, fam. Check this out, B. All that rah rah you talking, like yo, Heyman. First off, whatever you and King had before, <laughs> that's what you and King. But Brock, you ain't gonna come step to my man's like yo, that. Brock, Not while I'm here. <laughs> Brock, B, check this out, fam. I don't know how you think this gonna go. You know what I mean? But. You can, you can go all that. You can go all the way there with it. You get what I'm saying? You like, looking for right, right here now, bro. Right here, right, right here, here. <laughs> right here. Right here. <laughs> nigga, here now. Nigga, here now. <laughs> Yo, oh man, I wish they could, man. I wish they could. But then that led to um, he pit um, Brock F five Dio through a table. Dio took it really well too. Great, great looking spot. Yeah. Uh, Ray comes out with a. Bat? They said it was a bat. It, it, looked, like it looked like a, a pipe. To it was me. like a pipe slash. Yeah, but they called it, was it a, a sting bat. bat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those funny whistle bats. <laughs> funny sting bats. <laughs> but Ray comes out, beats the brakes off of Brock. You know, catch him in the knee and everything like Yo, that. Brock look hurt. I like the way he, he look so, hurt. He's so good. He Brock got, does he got, so good with smaller guys. He got bow legged for a second. He like, he really did. But um. So now, uh, uh, from that, we're getting to we're gonna get uh, Ray versus Brock for the uh, WWE Championship at Survivor Series. I was gonna say Brock started walking like Matt Hardy. Nah, uh. <laughs> will you stop? <laughs> but um, we're gonna get Ray versus Brock for the title of Survivor Series. Now, I feel two ways about this. I think it's gonna be a great match. Mm. I think it's gonna be a great match. Like I said, Brock does well with smaller guys, but. I'm a little upset that it kind of goes against what they've been pushing Survivor Series yeah, at. It's were, supposed to be champ versus champ versus champ. I was going to say, were you more upset or were you looking forward to... I was looking forward to The Fiend versus Brock versus Adam Cole. Just because of how fucking random... That match sounds like a match straight out of WWE 2K20. Yeah. Just to see... But, but now... but. The more that I think about it, and this is what I was alluding to when we were talking about Crown Jewel and like how they're pushing the fiend, it's like nothing that Seth did even hurt the fiend. So really, <clears throat> really, okay. First off, Adam Cole's not getting nothing done in that match, <laughs> right? And then secondly, like I get like you, I mean, WWE would put die. WWE would be putting themselves in the same situation that they did at Hell in a Cell, where it's like. Does Brock win? Does the Fiend win? Like, what really? Well, what What can you do? Well, with here's that? the thing. Realistically, with that, right? And I understand, like, having like you know the women's titles, and I don't mean to shit on the women's titles when I'm saying this, right? The Intercontinental title, the you know the U.S. title, the North American title, all those like secondary titles. I could see, you know, you want to play the whole brand supremacy game thing or whatever. When it comes to the Universal title, the WWE title, the NXT title, I think it's very, I don't want to say dangerous, but it's like, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to book those titles against each other. Because those are like... Because if one loses, whoever loses, it kind of devalues the, right. the championship. Yeah, you know I, I can see that point of view. You know what I'm Making saying? Making those like the, the top, top titles like a little more elusive, if you will. Yeah. I, I guess because then I it's like whoever that. wins that, then it's like all right, that might as well just be. So basically, all of NXT is better than, or all of Raw is better than, right. or all of SmackDown is better than, or even not even that. Like whoever wins that match should just be the the champion, champion of, of champions. Yeah, and everybody else could just you know suck a dick. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but with that said, with that's about unsanctioned. Say, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still happy about um Ray versus uh Happy Strong. I'm, I'm still looking forward to Ray versus Brock though. No, I think that'll no, be, that a should great be a great match. match and um, just to speak on the other matches announced for Survivor, if they series, do it right, I feel like WWE with Brock, they could, they sometimes just don't care and just alright, we're gonna squash Ray in two seconds. Yeah, squash. Now nah, you gotta let seconds. them go for, let them go for a little bit. Let them yeah. go for a little bit. Uh. The other matches announced for Survivor Series, just real quick while we're talking about it. You got uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey versus Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, what I think has the potential to be one of the best matches of the night. Yeah. Because Shayna can go. Becky and Bailey have great, you know. And if they let Becky and Bailey wrestle a more NXT type match. It'll be a really good, really good, and and just just to go back to um Becky real quick, that um promo that she had with Shayna, um backstage oh, yeah. on Raw, that was like one of the that was amazing. That was that was amazing. That was great, like storytelling to me. Like it's rare because I feel like you know we talk about tropes, right? We talk about you know, okay, we're gonna have these two wrestlers and it's gonna end in a brawl or something like that, right? perfect way to play up the fact that these two are badasses without having them show that they're complete badasses. I feel like it would have been corny if Becky Lynch was like, oh, well, if you're so, you know, if that's how you feel, I could kick your ass right now. Like, we see that so much. Mm-hmm. Right? We see the whole, like, one person's in the ring, the other one's on the ramp. Like, how about I come down there and kick your ass? Da, 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 da. We see that so much. I love the fact that you have Shayna Baszler, who I said earlier, looks so real and so believable, right? And she's so, like, she has this aura about her. Like, she's a, like, legit MMA badass. You have Becky Lynch, who's sort of like the stone-cold Steve Austin of the women's division. You know what I'm saying? Badass. Two badasses sitting there, calmly intimidating the fuck out of each other. It was very, it was very polite. Yeah, it, it was, was very polite. It, it was, was unsettling. <laughs> it was unsettling how polite it was. But it was, no, it was polite, and it, but the tension was still. The, there. the tension was there, right? Like they nobody the cut, cut it with a knife. Nobody got up and was screaming and stuff. Like I no. was like leaned in, like oh shit. You know and I, I mean? like the I like the whole like both of them did this too. Like the understand, I'm gonna keep an eye on Bailey. Yeah, but I'm coming for you. Right. Both of them said that to each and, other. Yeah, and like Shayna made a point to say like. I'm gonna give I'm gonna base I'm paraphrasing again. I'm gonna give Bailey this work, but I'm gonna make sure I pin or tap you yeah. out. And it goes back to the history with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and Ronda And I Rousey love that Shayna friends. made a point to say like Becky did a whole oh you're friends with Ronda and this that and the third and Shayna said Listen, I'm not Ronda Rousey. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened with y'all, that's not me. Shayna Baszler is great. Yep. Whoever wrote, I don't know who, I don't know whoever wrote it, whatever. Just that, that, that was, that was really good. That's how you, sorry, that's how you book Shayna Baszler. That's how you book these people to be, you know, to be legit. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I, I, I really enjoyed that segment. That was really good. Um, Then um the other match announced for our Survivor Series was uh, with the tag team champs. You got the Viking Raiders versus Undisputed Era versus the Revival, which Whew. Wait, say that again? The Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders versus Undisputed Era versus The Revival. Mm. That's going to be a hell of a match, too. Listen. If you ever seen any of the three-way NXT tag matches, like um, with Revival, DIY, and like AOP back in the day, that's going to be right up there with those matches, man. 
Yeah. I'm excited for Survivor Series. More excited than I've been in a long time for Survivor Series. Like I said, like all like the interpromotional championship, champions versus champion uh, matches should be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming we're also going to get, which would be good if we do get it, I'm assuming we're going to get AJ, the uh, U.S. champ versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the IC champ versus Roderick Strong, the uh, North American champ, which, again, on paper, that match looks yeah, incredible. That should be good. Yeah. I feel like we've seen AJ and Nakamura in the past, but I think, you know... Throwing Roderick in there. Roderick has Roderick proven that he can kind of go with whoever. Roderick in there. AJ, I guess, is like a heel now. Shinsuke is a heel. Like they, they, I say that to say they each have a little bit of edge to them now. Mm-hmm. It's not just like AJ's falling for the okey-doke and then gets the kick to the dick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, just uh, back to Raw real quick. Honestly, I'm going to keep it a thousand. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, you know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't have the energy to talk about Rusev and Lana and Bobby Lashley this week. <laughs> they did a thing. We're going to keep it moving. <laughs> I mean, what happened? Well, yeah, so Rusev, Rusev had a match. So Rusev called out Bobby Lashley. He wanted a match. Bobby came out on crutches. And you made a funny thing to point out that Bobby had the crutches under his arms but was walking perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> He was walking perfectly fine and just had crutches underneath his arms, barely touching the ground. And, uh, you know, Bobby made the point to say, oh, I didn't get, don't confuse it, I didn't get hurt because of the match at Crown Jewel. I got hurt from banging your wife pretty much. I can't, I just want this to be over. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I really don't get it. Like, like I said, like, they give up on guys so quick on WWE. Right, they give up on wrestlers so quick. You'll see somebody like one week, and he kind of doesn't get over, like a Cedric Alexander. Like, when was the last time Cedric Alexander won a match that meant anything or did anything that meant anything? Remember the cruiserweight classic, and fans were hired, you know, whatever they were saying. Remember when he got to Raw and everybody was all excited, and then they just like gave up. The last meaningful thing he did was like that little mini feud he had with uh, AJ Styles. They had and then a couple AJ of good matches. buried him. AJ washed him. Washed him. Yep. And yep. it's like, yo, fam, at the end of the day, fam, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all right, fam, you don't got to do that. Like, I know this is a wrestling podcast. I know I'm not supposed to say it. It was like, fam. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have him go out like that. Yo, there's better options out there, and bro. they and they fam, they 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 had him go out like that, and it's like they give up on guys like that. Why don't they give up on storylines like that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like we haven't seen Mike and Maria Canellas in how long, right? I think Mike Canellas quit. Didn't he quit? I don't. He's been trying to quit for like three years now. Yeah. But it's like regard. They give up on. They give up on the guys and the girl. They give up on the wrestlers so quick. But yet they won't give up on shitty storylines. They just got to keep on ramming this down. Fam, Rusev cannot deliver the lines that he's supposed to deliver. Lana. It's like he doesn't want to do it. Lana. Lana Lana seems like she's loving it. She tries, (laughs) but it's, yeah. And then Bobby, he's creepy. Like, I don't don't buy, sorry, as as much as, as big and as bad and as much of an athlete as Bobby Lashley is, He's absolutely one of those guys that I feel like I could take his girl. <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, I don't care how big or how much. Yep. Like, the only thing I would be afraid is if you wanted to actually fight me. Yep. But, like, in terms of, like, me, you know, coming up and, like, all right, it's, you know, like, I can sweet talk. Like, he just looks creepy. He just looks and comes across creepy. He does. I don't buy it. 
And in my mind, when they bought out Drew McIntyre for one fleeting second, I was like, I can buy Drew McIntyre taking Lana. Drew would be better in that position than Bobby would. Right. I could take Drew McIntyre being like that guy who effortlessly did it and is still about his business and is just like, yeah, I just took it because I could. Mm-hmm. And just kept it moving, not being all this like swoony, do, do something about it. Not all this swoony. Let's go to dinner, rubbing her feet. Yeah, and all, all this of, whack shit. That you they like got that? In. You like when I rub you like that? You like when I do it deeper? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. wax off. I'm, I'm, I'm off this, man. I'm off this. Um, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins comes out. He's talking in the ring. I'm skipping around on the show, but you know we're gonna tie this up yeah. soon. Seth Rollins. He comes out. He's talking in the ring after losing to the Fiend and everything that he doesn't really know what's next what he's gonna do next he's hears the crowds he hears how the fans have been treating him this and the third q you the founder of nxt the because founder. i guess he's not the ceo of wwe anymore uh jeff jarrett <laughs> i'm a <the> founder <laughs> triple h comes out papa h papa h comes out and you know he tells seth you know just like finn said Maybe your future is your past. Mm. Maybe you should come and join us, brother. Like, you know, you know, trying to get Seth to come over to the NXT side. While he's talking to Seth, Undisputed Error comes out from the crowd and kind of just stalks Seth in the ring. Seth, um, the OC comes out. Yeah. Undisputed Error backs off. They jump out. OC thinking they scared them off. And as they're doing that, they get jumped by... I'm going to get it right this week. Dominic... Dijakovic. Yep. There we go. <laughs> By Dominic Dijakovic and uh Damian Priest, who we were saying should have should have been in that, that position with Miz. And Damian Priest, uh did, did somebody else come out? I can't remember. No, they started jumping them, then Undisputed Era jumped back and they all pretty much ran through the OC. Mm-hmm. Funny thing was nobody attacked Seth during that. Seth didn't fight anybody during that. Seth just kind of stood nice. in the ring while all of that happened. Is that leading to something? Well, that's what I was going to get at with this whole thing. With at, and at the end of the day, Seth Rollins, like, he fought Adam Cole at the end of the night, right? Was yeah, like they, they, it was another match for the, uh, for, the, uh, for the NXT title. Yeah, which it looked like Seth was about to win, but Undisputed Era did Undisputed Era things. Roderick Strong tripped up Seth, jumped in the ring, caught him with a high knee, and they kind of just threw the match And out. I was going to say, that was probably the one thing that... That was the one thing that was like, all right, I... I guess the match was good for what it was, but then it kind of ended the way it ended. I'm almost more intrigued by the storyline of them playing up Seth Rollins going back to his roots in NXT. Like, I feel like that's like a, like Triple H brought up enough points and, you know, said enough to where it was like, Ooh, this is, this could be something here. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like they did sort of like play a little subtle thing where like, you know, Seth Rollins, he didn't attack anybody. Nobody attacked him. And Triple, like, Triple H wasn't hostile with Seth or anything yeah. like that. It was just like, come on, man. Every time things go wrong in your career, it brings you right back to me. And I'm not <laughs> saying that Seth Rollins has to necessarily accept, but at least play into that a little bit more every week. You know what I'm saying? Until Seth Rollins finally makes a decision. But you know what? You know what? You know what? Are they going to do a traditional style Survivor Series? I would match? think so, because it's like, my thinking is, how can you have Survivor Series without a Survivor Series match? So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what they're gonna do with guys like Keith Lee and Matt Riddle and all of those guys. 
probably throw them on like a Survivor team, man. Because they've been really, I don't think we mentioned it with SmackDown, but like during these NXT invasions, like Keith Lee and Matt Riddle have kind of been like focused on as well. Like yeah. on SmackDown, they jumped Sami Zayn and then the Brawl, the end Raw, Keith Lee, which they caught right before Raw went off the air. Keith Lee caught a top rope plancha. Yeah. Jumped over the top rope onto everybody and to end it. So they've really been featuring the two of them too. So I'm assuming that they're going to be on some type of uh, NXT Survivor Series team. Yeah. That's, a, that's probably. But I feel like it's going to be, it's not going to be like three different teams. I feel like it's going to be a Raw and SmackDown team versus an NXT team. Okay. That's how I'm, that's how I would do it. That's how I'm thinking it would happen. With so many people, I would even make it, like, add one person instead of it being five on five. Just make it six on six. Fuck it. Why not? Three from SmackDown, three from Raw, six from NXT. I got to, like, work it out in my head with all, like, the champion versus champion matches and stuff like that. Like, who would be on what team? Only because I feel like that is something you could sort of play into. So, like, big guy. Yeah, guys. Could Seth betray Raw or whatever the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, Like, do the whole thing with, like... Yeah. Like, how do you pay that off? So, obviously, like, if they run with that, Seth could be the captain of Team WWE, if you will. Let's just assume it's going to be Raw and SmackDown versus NXT. Mm -hmm. Seth doesn't have a belt right now. He could be, he could captain the WWE team. Um, In my head, I'm thinking if I had to make an NXT Survivor Series team, let's just say five people, you could probably go the other big names right now that you could use who probably wouldn't be in any other matches is Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, I would go with. Pete Dunn. And the only thing- I would say Dream, but there's a rumor about a match that Dream might have. Like Dream and Aleister Black were kind of going back and forth on Twitter. The only thing that I, that concerns me is how do you tear Adam Cole away from Undisputed Era? Like how do you have Adam Cole? Oh yeah, because Cole wouldn't have guys? a match. Yeah. Like no, not even that. I I I would want. Well, Cole, you could just make Cole the since he's the champ, the the captain, captain of right, Team NXT. No, right. But it's like, how do you have Adam Cole working with these other guys and not Undisputed Era when he's so like about being in the Undisputed Era? You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would almost. Well, you know, people would, put all that stuff to the side when they come. We got to defend the brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would almost take the titles off of Undisputed, no, but then I'm like, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, then I'm like, part of me doesn't want to yet. I don't want to. And then it's oh, like, and who then, would you put it on? And then you, then you also, you know, it's a lot of guys. It's I don't know what they're gonna do because I'm just like so many guys are popping in my head now. You still got Tommaso Ciampa, you still got Johnny Gargano, you got Finn Balor who's in NXT now. So it's like, oh yeah, sure. It's so many other. So you don't things think, that you could do about yeah, you it. You don't have to have Adam Cole. Yeah. But just, um, I don't know how it's going to go. Rumored matches, like I said, Aleister Black and uh, The Dream. Um, I'm about to say The American Dream. <laughs> Velveteen Dream. We're going back and forth on Twitter. Supposedly, that's a rumored match. And another one Wait, that's... Say it again? Uh, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black. Oh. Which would be a good match, but we've seen it before. What I'm interested about, another two that we're going back and forth on Twitter, Roman Reigns and Tommaso Ciampa. Mm. Roman Reigns talking about my yard, this, that, and the third, and Tommaso basically telling Roman Reigns, I'll take a shit in your yard. Nice. Yeah. Did you say those words? He, he used the poop emoji. Here's another thing that bothers me about Raw. <laughs> All the random cursing. <laughs> <laughs> and not just, here's the thing. 
I I I love profanity when it's done well. I just feel like WWE doesn't know how to do edgy. The funniest to me, right? Like is whenever it's used in like a woman's feud, and it's like I'm gonna beat you this weekend, bitch. Like, <laughs> y'all don't see my face right now, but it's like you have to say it. We got it. But it's like, but then it's like, sometimes I feel like, okay, WWE just has this juvenile way of thinking when it comes to like cursing and even like the stupid Rusev angle where it's like, ooh, we mentioned sex. Ooh, he said a bad word. Like, no, it shouldn't be that way. It should just be like in a pull apart brawl. (laughs) If Brock Lesnar is brawling with a bunch of people. And drops the s and drops the shit bullshit fuck whatever like that and it gets censored up. It would be cool. It would be cool with the censor. It would still get that right. same effect across. Right. I don't need to hear ten guys saying I'm gonna kick your ass and on- that emphasis on it. I said a curse. Yeah. <laughs> like Drew McIntyre did it in the middle of his match. What did he say? He was like he said something, but he said bitch, and it's just like yeah, I have to say it. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I was laughing like while you're talking about that because it's like a little running gag in uh, AEW like concerning like the same type of thing because you have like, uh, I think Cody said like shit. You had um, last week Hangman Page saying, oh, I'm going to do cowboy shit. Yeah. So like the running gag is that on Twitter, and this is like if you follow all the stuff like outside of the show, <laughs> Chuck Taylor <laughs> asked the Young Bucks, can I say shit on Dynamite? And they said, no. <laughs> so he gets tight every time somebody else says shit. That's great. <laughs> and he's like, I, I still haven't been able to say shit on Dynamite. That's great. I mean, because, like, I don't know. Just sometimes, like, I, I'm, I'm a fan of well-placed profanity. I'm a fan of well-placed aggression, well-placed profanity. And this is like, it just seems like they're just trying to say it just to say it rather than it sound like something organic. It, it, it just needs to be, it needs, when you do it, it needs to just come off like off the cuff. Like, like when Hangman Page out. said cowboy shit, it sounded like he, it was like, it was kind of like a bot. <laughs> like to me, it came off like how like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kalisto said, uh, oh, Luch- 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 like he was going to say something like yeah. I'm about to do cowboy. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like great. I'll tell you what though. Put down on the t-shirt. That shit is going to sell. Yeah. AEW is like amazing with like the little catchphrases and changing, turning that into merch and shit. Like I sent you guys the, uh, <laughs> the Cody, the new Cody shirt with the make them say, oh, <laughs> what was that? I didn't get, I didn't get that one. So <laughs> it's another like off air thing. Like okay. after one of the shows on, um, it wasn't on dark. They, they put it up on YouTube, but it wasn't on Dark either. And um, they kind of, like, made an inside joke reference to Master P. He just bought House of Glory. Okay. Yeah. So, like, so like they referenced that, and then Cody just saw us, like, come on, make him say, oh. And the crowd, like, like as he's doing it, the crowd is, oh. He's like, oh, I think we got a new thing. <laughs> make him say, oh. <laughs> so that's Cody's thing now. That make him say, oh. Great. That is fucking great. Oh man, it's a bit of a running gag. Like, uh, this is just they—they're amazing with that. That's how the bubbly caught on. Mm-hmm. That's how you know they're amazing when it comes to that's that. The thing, thing, yeah, it's the thing about AEW, man. It's like, and, and I don't know, like the critics will always have something to say about, like, like I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago with um Orange Cassidy. Like AEW does a lot of like memeable internet 
sort of things. And it's like, on one hand, like, you know, I guess people can knock it. But at the same time, it's like a lot of it is sort of like where we're at as a society, mm-hmm. sort of. You know what I mean? Like AEW that's, that's, has, they have their is. finger on the pulse of what is cool and quirky. Everything is funny, man. Everything is right. Memes, everything is funny, and it doesn't. If it doesn't hurt the product, if it doesn't hurt the show, if it doesn't hurt the wrestling, what's the problem? Right. What's the problem? If if you don't if you don't get it, then you don't get it. It's like cool. I appreciate AEW's like you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek ways of being funny over WWE's like, ha-ha, here's a joke! <laughs> WWE damn near wants to have a laugh track sometimes. Here's a comedy segment! <laughs> like, all right. We're backstage at a party! Here's the music! Aren't we hip? <laughs> I'm just going off now. I hate WWE sometimes. You could you, you you could get raw you could get Ross uh, run for his money with that Vincent person. And I have Alicia Fox <laughs> <laughs> and Farouk backstage dancing to hip hop music. Fuck. Oh man. I appreciate Cody Rose with the Master P say, oh. <laughs> over them backstage dabbing and doing all types of you know, like come on, WWE man. Oh man. But yeah, man, we're going to wrap it up there. We'll be back next week. Uh, YDG Unsanctioned Podcast. Willie Dope, Gift the Great Hair. Give you all the socials again. Follow us at YDG Unsanctioned at the YDG Network. You can follow me at Willie Dope on everything. And at Gift the Great on everything. Yep, we'll be back next week. Check us out. Like and subscribe. All that good shit, man. Till next week. Peace.